The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to stop focusing on business problems and start focusing on the growth and leadership of your business. Welcome to The Business Edge with your host, Marsha Zeidel. Learn to create a growth agenda to get your business on the right track and keep it there. Rev up your growth engine with exceptional talent and develop the right kind of leadership to move it forward fast. Now, here is Marsha Zeidel. Welcome, listeners, to The Business Edge, giving practical advice to entrepreneurs and business leaders and how to take your company, firm, or practice to that next level with less stress and more success. In other words, how to take the growing pains out of growth. I'm Marcia Zeidel, your Smart Moves Coach, getting you on the right track and making sure you don't get sidetracked in your drive for high performance and profitability. Let's start with a Smart Moves quote from the late and great Peter Drucker, management and leadership icon. He said, Leadership is not the private reserve of a fewer, few charismatic men and women. It is a process ordinary people use when they are bringing forth the best from themselves and others every day. To help us bring out the best in ourselves and others is my guest, Sharon Berkman Fink, President and CEO of Berkman International, whose new book, The Berkman Method, Your Personality at Work, was chosen by Amazon as the top 10 picks for May in business and leadership. Listeners, whether you're wondering if you are in the right career, looking to change job roles, or trying to improve work relationships, you begin by clearly understanding who you are and what makes you tick. The Berkman Method is the only personality assessment to reveal the critical DNA that drives our productivity and job satisfaction. Organizations worldwide use the Berkman Method, giving companies like Manpower, Boeing, Pfizer, Procter & Gamble, Gap, NASA, as well as many universities and nonprofits, the tools to help individuals and teams interact more effectively and productively. Welcome, Sharon. It's great to have you on the show. Thank you, Marsha. It's a real privilege to be here, and what a great introduction. Oh, thank you. Let's get started. Uh, the Berkman has been used for over 60 years with business and individuals. Why did you write this book at this point? We wanted a, an opportunity to uh, get it beyond just a few upper, mid- and upper-level managers and decision-makers and help people in every walk of life see the, the ways they could very quickly and easily benefit from this kind of information about themselves and about others. And right now, especially with digital technology, it's never been easier 
to you can down you can download the book as very quickly if you'd rather do it electronically. But it's never been an easier time to take the assessment and glean some of that valuable information for yourself. And we we just wanted to get it out there and and not be called any longer the best kept secret. <laughs> and um, when you and I talked, you you mentioned some of the uh, challenges in getting this book written. What were some of those challenges? Yes, that's a great question. One of the challenges is that the Berkman, it, as an instrument, is a is an instrument about people and their behaviors and what they're passionate about, what they're interested in, is actually applied in so many different ways that we had to figure out, okay, how wh- where do we want to actually talk about first, and also. What can we talk about in the book that would be very helpful and useful to anybody that might pick up the book and yet wouldn't divulge so much of the background that it would contaminate their ability to fill in the questions? To take this little survey, it takes about half an hour or so to fill in the questionnaire. And we wanted them to learn something but not learn so much that it would uh, bias their, their ability to take it. So that was number one challenge. The mm-hmm. second challenge was how much I didn't want it to read like a, a dry academic book or a technical manual. I wanted it to be something that whether you were a college student or, um, you know, you're a, a housewife working several jobs. I guess we don't say housewife anymore, domestic engineer. Anyway, you know, there's so many variables now in the job market. People work on their own. They work in corporations. And the book is really for everyone because because each of us has in common uh that really important desire to say how do i contribute what am i going to be happiest doing what kind of environment is really going to keep my batteries charged up and by environment i i mean not just what you do and the skills you learn but also the way you go about getting your job done some people thrive on an independent environment and love working at home for still others, that's anathema. You know, working at home, they, they lose energy because they feel cut off from the people that, that they would normally help them to recharge by being in a group environment. So all of those, that's just one of the many things that it's discussed in the book. But we really talk about how we're not, we, we have a lot in common, but we're not all alike in terms of what we need from, our, from each other and from the environment. You know, when I uh, read the book, there were so many great examples in there so that it does speak to people in varying occupations, varying career stages, uh, male, female, young, old. I think it's a great book. But let's let's get into, into the book now. Um, mm-hmm. In the introduction, you quote your father, the designer of the Berkman tool, and this is what it says. The reality of life is that your perceptions, right or wrong, influence everything else you do. When you get a proper perspective of your perceptions, you may be surprised how many other things fall into place. Can you talk about first uh, your father and the Berkman beginnings, but also about how our perceptions influence everything we do? Because that, to me, is a critical insight. Yes. What happened is that he was a bomber pilot of a B-17 during the Second World War. 
And uh, he always knew he had, he had interrupted his college education to sign up for the for the uh, war effort. Got trained as a pilot, and he noticed that when the flyers would come back from their missions, and he ended up doing nineteen missions <clears throat> before they were shot down over Belgium. He he noted how each one, each of the uh, members of the crew, would recount the mission in a slightly different way, depending on their perspective and their perception of what was happening. And each one, in his own way, was telling the truth, the truth as he saw it and as he knew it. And Dad began thinking, okay, and when he came back to study psychology on the GI Bill, we only have the ability to kind of see the world, if you will, through our own eyes. And that translates to being kind of with our own perceptions, our own take or style. And while that's valid and there's nothing wrong with that, what is sometimes surprising to people is if you just kind of go by the golden rule, which is normally does a great job of helping us lead a better life, but it doesn't always apply if the thing that you need and want is completely opposite to what the other person may need and want. And an easy way to, to see how that works is if, I, if I'm raising an orchid, say, and, and uh, ficus, if I water the orchid and the ficus exactly the same way, one of them is going to be in trouble. And I'm doing it with the best of intentions because I want them both to get plenty of water, but the orchid, in fact, doesn't like very much water. <clears throat> There's nothing wrong with the orchid. It just thrives on dry soil. The ficus, on the other hand, needs a whole lot of water. People have similar needs in that, and that's one of the unique things about the Berkman, is that it can address that and say that the way I see it may be perfectly fine and normal for me, and it may work well in my job or in my home, but it's actually the polar opposite of what my spouse or my colleague may, in fact, need. So that can, that's where the revelation can come. And, and again, we, take, we try to take the judgment entirely out of it and give people some terminology and a positive language to address these things to say, you know, nobody's blaming the orchid because it dislikes a whole lot of water. <laughs> but the first time I got an orchid as a gift, I was so proud of it that I wanted to make sure it never got, it never got too dry. And each day I would dump a little more water on it. And it just kept looking sicker and sicker. And then one day the plant lady came in the office and she said, oh, no, no, no. Orchids like very dry soil. Just put an ice cube on it once a week or so. And I went, oh, no. Out of the best intentions, I drowned my poor orchid. Now, now we can see that with plants and with living things that are botanical, but this is actually happening in companies. A good example of that is, is there, there are some people that thrive on working out their ideas in a team session, in mm-hmm. a, a group session. Mm-hmm. And there are others that a group session is taxing for them, and it actually tires them out very quickly and puts them in, in a kind of a stress mode. So by being able to see that on their Berkman, we can advise the manager to say, look, for that individual that is, is uncomfortable with teams, don't stress them out by making them come to meetings all day long. Just, make, just get them there when it's really critical, and, uh, and they'll actually be a much more productive member of your team by not forcing them to group meetings all the time. You know, um, it, makes so, it makes such sense 
uh, because we, and, and, and as you said, we, we are all similar in certain ways, and yet we are all different, and we have mm-hmm. different needs and different personalities, and we see things differently. I'm just curious, um, when you work with uh, leaders and managers and, and talking to them about this, how receptive are they? Can, do they get it? That's my question. Do they get it? They do frequently. Um, you know, there, and if, it, generally, if they've come to us and been open enough to say, we know that this information can be useful and valuable, generally we don't have any problem with them being receptive. However, I, and I can tell you this has happened in, in many occasions over the decades, you'll encounter uh, a manager, for example, an executive, who... Uh, who says, no, he, he sits down, he or she sits down with the person who's doing the Berkman feedback and says, mm, yeah, some of that's right, but a lot of that's just, that's just not me at all. And then if you have the luxury to say, do you mind if we call your spouse in or can we call your coworker in, then 99 times out of 100, the person will come and say, are you kidding? That's you all over. <laughs> Sometimes it's kind of like seeing the back of our head. It takes a mirror, you know. It takes somebody else saying, "You know, you don't realize it, but that truly is you." Right, now, and you know, sometimes it 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 become it's a revelation, but it's a revelation that moves us to make changes in our lives and in the way we interact with others. We just have a um, about thirty seconds before the break, so I wanted to t- um, just to alert uh, the listeners that now, when we come back from the break, we're going to get into the nitty gritty of the book because one of the most important concepts you have is identifying your strengths. And mm. you, and um, can you give maybe about a and talking about the lifestyle grit? So I'm really looking forward to that because this is the meat of the book. So listeners, it's time for a short break. This is Marcia Zidal, your Smart Moves Coach. You're listening to the Business Edge, taking the growing pains out of growth on Voice Voice America Business Channel. When we return, Sharon Berkman Fink will give us more insights into the Berkman Method, your personality at work. Stay tuned. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zidal, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. 
Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zidle. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome, listeners. I am interviewing Sharon uh, Berkman-Fink, um, who has just written one of the bestseller books, The Berkman Method, Your Personality at Work. And now we're going to get into what I said, the nitty-gritty of the book. So, Sharon, one of the important concepts is identifying your strengths. Your Berkman uh, assessment begins with your lifestyle grid. And let me say to the listeners, I've taken it, I, I, and it's been very insightful to me. So, Sharon, why don't you tell your listeners about it and, um, and, and what some of the, um, you know, uh, about the universal four and, and other things that can give uh, listeners insight into their personality. Sure. Uh, what most of what's coming out of the Berkman Report is all what we call positive psychology. In other words, it's all strength focused, and it's all about how we, in a in a very productive way, recharge ourselves and stay aligned to what we do best. Um, what the lifestyle grid is measuring, and and it gives us a, a kind of, if you will, a forty thousand foot view, because it says here's where your interests lie. Here's your productive, what we call usual behavior, how we show up every day and, and interact with people in, in, in all walks of life, and whether it's home or at work. That's, that's our positive usual behavior. It also shows what, what we may need, which may look quite different from that, and to keep ourselves recharged in terms of our, our environment. And that's what, what Berkman calls your needs uh, circle, and that's, plotted on the lifestyle grid. And then further, what we know is with every one of our styles and needs and the things that we do best, there's always going to be that flip side. So invariably, and this does surprise people on occasion, the thing that we do best is, is the area where we're going to trip ourselves up. <laughs> By that I mean, you know, if, if you, you, you may overuse it, you may misuse it, you may misdirect it. And rarely, like, for example, if you're really good at numbers, you know, you, you may be the accountant that either is straight as an arrow honest or you're the person who can embezzle from the company if you don't use it the right way. If you're a great uh, politician, you're charismatic and you talk people into voting for you, you may also get caught in scandals, as we've seen in the news, you know, affairs and so forth, because it's that same persuasive charm that got him elected that could get him into trouble. 
so that, you know, what people have to realize is that they're just flip sides of the same coin. What, what what you can see at a glance on the lifestyle grid is what kind of represents the whole functioning population of of the people as a whole in in the whole general population, and then you can see where your particular scores average out in each of these areas: interest, usual, needs, stress, and and why that would be very very important for you to know when when you're thinking about what kind of job should I take and if you're in a job, where do you want to focus your attention? You, well, you, oh, go ahead, Marsha. Well, um, I, I, at some point I'd like you to just quickly go through, um, you know, you, you break mm-hmm. it into colors, the green, sure. the red, the blue, and the yellow. And um, at some point, you, can you talk a little bit about uh, a little description of each one of those, okay? Happy to, yes, exactly. What, what that really is, it's like... I sometimes call it either the four points on a compass or the four legs of a table. This was not invented by Berkman, and the reason I like to refer to it as the universal four is because you find it so much throughout other societal uh, methods of measuring people, other assessments, etc. But really, it's how anything gets done. So we use the blue color as a symbol for how um, the idea is first generated. The blues love to be creative. They love design. They love coming up with a concept. How can we make it look beautiful? The blue style also, or the blue interest, rather, because I'm just talking about interest. What do we like to do is what Berkman refers to as interest. It has nothing to do with being able to measure skill, but as you can imagine, if we're interested in something, frequently the skills do follow. So the, the blue interest just says, I love the idea. I love to think about it. But as you move up the, the grid uh, to the green quadrant, that's where, okay, we thought it up. Now we've got to get buy-in from the rest of the, the folks around us. So the greens are, the, the, in simple terms, the talkers. They're very good at communication, sales. They can persuade influence, motivate, and so now we got buy-in, what's the next step? Well, if we're going to have any kind of viable organization, we probably have to have somewhere to meet. That means a building, that means electricity, technology, plumbing, all the practical, tangible things that go with, with having a real company, for example, or a real church or a real school. All of the practical side is we call that red. Uh, they, they're the ones who are the doers. They love seeing finished results. They love working with their hands. They love getting it done. And then finally, there's one more really important leg of the table, if you will, and that's we've got to maintain it. Got to be the guardian of the system. So once we've thought it up, talked it up, and built it, now we have to take care of it. So everything from making sure the bills are paid and the taxes are filed and the administrative side is organized and, you know, who's going to be um, offering coverage and filing, etc. All of that is referred to as, as the yellow who are good at systems, procedures, and literally counting. People with high numerical and fiscal interests will be, will be referred to with the, with the yellow color on the Berkman. So the first thing you're going to see is your interest asterisk. Where do I fall, high or low or toward the center, in those four broad areas of the universal four? 
then the next thing you get to look at is, okay, if that's what I like to do, how do I like to go about getting it done? And for that, we, we put a diamond on the grid, and the diamond is our interpersonal or social style. In other words, do I love working in a sort of quiet, behind-the-scenes manner, or do I really enjoy being out there and working with other people? And so when you look at the grid, and by the way, when you purchase the book, you get to go to our website, fill in the questionnaire, and download your very own personal lifestyle grid. But from the diamond, which is our social style, that's visible to others, and it's also the way we tend to view ourselves, you can see your daily productive style, and that could be anywhere in those four colors. could be up at the top with the talker-doer green-red group, or it could be down in the think-it-up and maintain it, more the blue-yellow style. If it's over on the right side, it's very people-centric, and if it's over on the left side, it's very much more focused on the task and the details involved in getting the job done. Now, you probably can figure out that all four of these styles are critical for a healthy organization. And, in fact, a company that's lopsided, if they've got too many folks just in one quadrant or in one portion of the grid, they're not going to be very successful. So one of the first things that a Berkman consultant might do if they went in with the instrument is to say, let's look at your whole team. Mm-hmm. And, and, and every CEO will tend to kind of have naturally a, a little bit of a preference or bias for the, the, probably the portion of the grid where, where they live. <laughs> you know, that looks like them. But they, the good CEOs also know that if they don't import to the team, sort of the team arrivals concept, if you don't bring in the people that are different from you and that can do the things that you're not very good at, the company's not going to be successful and the team's not going to make it. So, so you know, that was one of the things that I was going to ask you about because um, you talk about the Berkman at work and team building and creating an effective team leadership. So I think what you're, what, what you're saying is that it's important for leaders to team leaders to understand this and to see um, does their team have the kinds of people that you know of 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 do they have the four different types if you want to call it mm-hmm. um, or are they only skew to one so is that what how how you use this with teams it is it is and in fact we have a, a report format where you can put your whole team on the grid all at the same time for each of those areas and really view how balanced the whole, you can put any number of people on there. The average team we find in most organizations tends to be somewhere between five and, you know, nine or ten. Uh, the team that's actually doing the day-to-day work or the leadership team. But, you know, we have companies like Boeing that are constantly putting new teams together depending on what their, uh, what their task is. And, that, and, and, of course, Boeing is only one. Uh, many, many organizations are constantly putting new teams together. And the value of the Berkman for them is that while they might be able to figure out a lot of these things over a period of time, if they use this instrument, they can get there instantly. So before we go for a break, which is in about a minute, is there just um, 30 seconds of what is the key point you want to get across about the, uh, the Universal Four? 
I think that the, the uh, probably the most important thing is to, for each of us to realize how valuable uh, all four of those functionalities are to the success of each team and each organization. And so the first thing is that when you realize if that's my style, I need to really respect the person that's completely mm-hmm. opposite to me and know that what they're doing is so necessary. You know, <clears throat> if the if people, <clears throat> the world would be a better place if we, if everyone realized that, that I am of one style or whatever, of one perspective, and there are people with others, other perspectives, and to respect one another. And I think that Berkman speaks to that so much. Well, Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Well, it's time for a break, a short break. This is Marsha Zidal, your Smart Moves coach. You're listening to The Business Edge, taking the growing pains out of growth on Voice America Business Channel. When we return, Shan Burke-Martin Fink will then go into the, even a little deeper, uh, dig deeper into the components of the Berkman. Stay tuned. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zidal, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zidal. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome, listeners. I am talking with Sharon Berkman Fink. Uh, and she's giving us insights into the Berkman Method, uh, her new book, 
um, and it's your personality at work. And we talked about so many different things about the lifestyle grid and the universal four and how uh, we may fit into one or two of these different quadrants. But now we're even going to go a little deeper, and I think this is what I think why I think this assessment is so great, because now you're looking at what are called the components of your personality. So, and there are eleven. So, uh, Sharon, just talk a bit about what you mean by the components, and that there is a continuum of normal or socialized be- behavior. And then I'm going to ask you about some of the different components. So. Take it away, Sharon. Okay, sure. What what the Berkman components are are they they go by the term either a relational component or a motivational component, but they really are about how we relate to other people in the world around us, and why they're so significant is the same reason why the roots of a tree matter. What what the components are measuring is. Uh, two things. When you look at a tree, you see normally, you know, you, you see the ground and you see the, the trunk and the leaves that are above the ground. And that's what Berkman calls, that's part of the equation. That's what we call the usual behavior side of the component. But there's, people are much more complicated, as we know, and you can't put a label on them, a simple one-word description that covers it all. And so just like with the tree, we have ways that we're nurtured and rooted and, and that we recharge. And that, that's what Berkman calls our motivational needs. So that's the other part of the component. The, the, um, that, by that I mean when we do our jobs, we, we can modify our behavior, we can show up in a way that we feel is appropriate for, for the situation, for the job itself, for how we talk to people and interact day to day. Those are conscious choices we make. But we also have that, that root system that says the, the other side of the equation may look a lot like how I, how I appear to other people, how I've decided to show up. And, in, and yet without being, and I'm not saying that people are two-faced or Jekyll and Hyde or anything like that, but we are very sophisticated human beings. And so we may have that other side when we go home that says, I really am somewhat different in my need, or in some cases, I'm very similar to how I seem to interact all day long. So that's, it's a rather sophisticated concept because people are complicated. But the Berkman gives you a very simple graphic and a very simple way to talk about that when you, when you get a debrief on the whole assessment for yourself. And uh, we look at sociability, we look at communication styles, we look at decision-making, we look at how much change and variety is important in terms of our day-to-day job situation. Uh, these are all aspects that are going to influence how we behave, both at work and at home, and how other people will see us, and it's all manageable with awareness. So... When you know what you need, you don't slip into stress as easily as, as when you're sort of blindsided by wondering, well, you know, w- which one am I? If, for example, if I can push myself to go at a, at a fast pace all day long, we call that high activity. It's, it's physical movement, for example. I can be busy all day long, but 
I may be one of those folks who, when I go home, I really just like to be quiet and calm, watch television, curl up with a good book or a magazine, talk to my spouse, and sit on the deck. That, so that would be considered a low-activity need. Or there's just as many people that actually like to recharge by going and playing sports, or they go, to, they go for a long run, or they, they enjoy cleaning the house or cooking. So, so it, and we say there's no qualitative difference between the two, but it's important that you and your, your significant other people in your life understand which is your particular style and your particular need. Well, I can say I can relate to that very, very well because my uh, where I can, I'm fast-paced and I can go out and I can do things and I enjoy being with people and I get recharged and everything. My husband, who is uh, a little different style, and mm-hmm. when he, you know, when he comes home for work, he just wants to. His recharging is getting in front of the computer mm-hmm. and doing things like that. And I, I laugh because it took me years to realize that we we do deal with stress differently and we do uh, recharge differently. So, if nothing else, this book could probably be used as a marriage manual at some point. Although I know that today we're focused on business. Um, I would like to. It is, and I think maybe our next book will be about couples, (laughs) Marcia. Okay, great. I I look forward to that. I (laughs) want to get into. You had eleven components, Mm -hmm. and 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 I just want to get into a couple of them uh, because I think it's so. They're so much fun to to look at. The first one is has to do with authority, and uh, uh, the title of the chapter is "Are you a boss or just bossy?" Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. Uh, there, there are different levels that we can easily measure on the Berkman about people's comfort level with what we call verbal dominance or that high authority style. If, if they're, they're very comfortable speaking up and, and speaking out and saying exactly what's on their mind, that's, that's called in Berkman a high authority style. Now, if you're a foreman on a construction site, you can imagine it's required. It, it's sort of the, the stereotype of it would be a military leader. Uh, but we also find that some people, it, while some people are going to respond very positively, they like somebody who's in charge, is strong and knows what they're doing. There are just as many people out there who balk at that, who say, no, don't be the boss of me. I would rather have someone manage me with a little uh, more of a suggesting low-key style or frankly, I'd rather have a more autonomous role and you just kind of let me know what I'm supposed to do and check in now and then or show me the policy manual, tell me what your goals are, and leave me be. So what we can find is, and, and when, when people, what happens, Marcia, is when people are in situations where that's not understood and they're having to swim upstream, in other words, they're, they're really in the wrong uh, they're just not being handled right or they're not handling their direct reports the right way, that starts creating stress. What, and, and Berkman's stress is measurable and it's cumulative. So in other words, we, we, just like everything else, you get a little hungry, you know, you can skip a meal or two, but if you don't eat for days and days and days, you start starving. And that's kind of how the stress works. When, when you're in a situation where it's not working for you and, and you're being misunderstood or you're misunderstanding, that stress starts piling up until it finally reaches a tipping point. 
<clears throat> this is the very reason why so many people say, I didn't leave the job, I left the manager. Yes, yes. Um, and I think this is really, really important because uh, especially if you, uh, people, the idea is that you may have a really good worker or a really good uh, technical professional, but if they are not managed right, they're going to leave. And I think you're going to start seeing this as the economy um, gets better. Uh-huh. People are going to leave their jobs if, they, if they're not finding the satisfaction. Um, exactly. In fact, I think we're already starting to see that. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. And the, um, the reason I mention that is because mm-hmm. in the peak of the recession, we do a lot of work for companies that use us for outplacement. <clears throat> now, we've, what we've seen now is that that outplacement numbers, those numbers have gone way down from what they were just a couple of years ago. And, when that, and hiring is going way up. And so that is probably a, a good indicator that you're exactly right about what you just said. Well, you know, we have about a little, little more time, and I'd like to get into the big question for me, as I, because I do coaching, and I coach people to move from where they are to where they need to be, um, and one of the big questions is, do people change? Do people really change? Can people take this information and change the way they behave, the way they relate, the way they communicate? So can you talk about that? That's such a great question. In fact, that's why I use that question for the epilogue. The answer to that is yes and no. Uh, There are certain things about us that are born into us. And and what we believe is, for example, one of them is the the core interest that an individual has. Uh, There's strong evidence, and not just from Berkman, but from all the scientific studies, that you you see in earliest childhood the, uh, what what a child really loves to do starts to emerge within the first few years of life. You talk to any parent and they can say, oh yeah, we knew they were always responsive to music early on, or they always loved to to build things with their Legos. You see that from childhood, and what we have found is that the the, the most basic areas we we look at ten areas of interest that are again pretty standard across all cultures. Those don't tend to shift hardly at all. They might flip in order on, on the Berkman, but nothing significant. They stay constant. What does change is what, the, what we call our usual behavior can be modified. The core needs that we have also tend to remain pretty steady. It's kind of like our DNA with our, our blood type stays the same. Um, our height may stay the same, but we can do a lot about muscle toning and about our weight. So there are areas that would be like the usual behavior. That's within our control to modify. But there are certain, certain, just like with our physical being, certain things are a given and certain things are definitely within our control. I think the most important thing is that as human beings, we have free will. So what I said a while ago about our strengths and our weaknesses being opposite sides of the same coin, we can either choose to use the set of gifts we're given, our strengths, we can use them in a very positive and productive way, and we can learn about good management, emotionally intelligent self-awareness, and be coachable, or we can take the same set of traits and do nothing with them or use them in a non-productive way and and live most of our lives in stress. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, I, I, you know, I'm going to end at that point because we're time for new break uh, for uh, our last break. And I think the 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 key point I got from this is we can consciously modify how we show up in the world. And I think Absolutely. that is so That's important. Perfect. So mm-hmm. it is time for a short break. This is Marsha Zidal, your Smart Moves coach. You're listening to The Business Edge, taking the growing pains out of growth on Voice America Business Channel. When we return, uh, Shan will give us one last tip and then we'll get to Marsha's musings. Stay tuned. Find out which guests are being featured this week. Read our network press releases and read the blog posts from your favorite hosts. Go to iradioblog.com today. Powered by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zidal, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zidal. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome, listeners. Uh, I'm with Sharon Berkman-Fink. Um, who has written this great book, The Berkman Method, Your Personality at Work. And Sharon, what are one or two takeaways that you would like the listeners to have about The Berkman? And then tell the listeners how they can get The Berkman. Sure. I'd actually like to share with you the inscription I did from my father who created the, The Berkman Method in the first place, because I think it gives people a real sense of why it's there. Uh, the inscription was to Roger W. Berkman, a man of vision whose genuine love for people inspired him to spend a lifetime perfecting a way for each of us to see our full potential and work together in harmony. 
And so I, I think that that really sums up the, the whole mm-hmm. reason for being. We be, we love people, and we believe that if there is a greater understanding, starting with ourselves, in a certain way, each person is a manager or a leader because they're self-managing. And, and you know, good leaders have to start with their own self-awareness anyway before they can begin to think about leading other people. So I think the real reason for the Berkman is again, just for people to appreciate what they bring to the table and equally appreciate what other people can can contribute to make us all better off. That is just a wonderful uh, outlook on life, to, to appreciate who we are and what we bring, but to also to appreciate the other people. And I'm, I must say I'll tell you that if we, if we all did that, I think there would be less conflict and less uh, in, in this world. So, Sharon, continue with what you're doing. I think it's great. Now, tell the, the listeners how they can uh, you know, get the book or whatever you would like to tell them about it. Sure. They, they, the book is sold at pretty much any, any place that sells books, from your local Barnes & Noble to uh, Amazon.com is an easy way. You can go online and, and get it within two days. You can order it hardcover, or you can download one of the digital versions of it any way you like it, Nook, Kindle, whatever you have, iPad. But it's really easy to find on Amazon.com as well. Well, thank you so much, Sharon, for this this great interview. I, um, I I'll give you a testimonial. I took the Berkman. I've read the book. Um, I've learned a lot more about myself. And let me tell you, as someone who has an assessment background, uh, the, uh, I thought I thought I couldn't learn anything more about <laughs> myself, but I did. So thank you again, uh, listeners. It's time for Marsha's musings. Okay, to quote John, you're welcome. Um, to quote John Lennon, life is what happens to you when you make other plans. How many of us have been surprised, even flabbergasted, by a situation we just didn't expect? The contract that we had for years didn't get funded again. The operations manager hired from a competitor who was to turn things around but created more problems. The job we were perfect for went to someone else, and I'm sure you can add more to this list. Why are we caught off guard? Because most of us are comfortable with what is. We all play the game, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Or we naively and hopefully think that bad situations will not happen to us. Another reason is our experience base may not be broad enough to envision an unlikely situation or an upcoming problem that we should pay attention to. Well, listeners, it's time to take off the blinders and get out of business as usual. Each time something important occurs that is, rad- that is a radical break from what was expected, Realize that the situation carries with it insights as well as potential opportunities. Here are three ways to benefit. First, ask these kinds of questions. What is different today than it was a year ago or even six months ago? What were our expectations before the unexpected situation? What are they now? What could they be in the future? 
why should I, what should I be doing differently in my work, my company, my department, or my company to stay competitive? Second, be aware of the law of unattended consequences. You know, we live and lead in a complex world. That means everything interacts with everything else. In other words, each decision or action we take can have more than one effect. A solution to one problem can create another, or what looks like honey can quickly turn into vinegar. Third, determine changes that need to be made. It could be how you lead, how you make decisions, or work with your team. It could be a different approach, dealing with your customers or suppliers. It could be dropping a product line or adding new ones. It could even be revamping your business or strategic plan because of new competition. Whatever it is, it needs to be well thought out and quickly implemented. So listeners, here's a smart move tip for this coming week. As leaders, we don't always have to wait until life happens. We can contemplate the future through developing what-if scenarios. During your next staff meeting or management meeting or even management retreat, take time to ask questions such as, in the next six months or year, or even three years, what can go right with our customers, employees, and suppliers? What possibly can go wrong? In other words, what are the best case and worst case scenarios? And most importantly, how can we plan for them so they won't catch us by surprise? Listeners, are you ready to take the blinders off? Let me show you how to get out of business as usual. Contact me at Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com or call me at 972-380-9181. When you do, I'll send you 60 ways to build a profitable business. Now, let's move on to next week's program. It's Power Formula for LinkedIn Success. Wondering what the buzz is about this thing called LinkedIn? Worried your competition is using it to gain a competitive advantage? Then get ready to hear from our national LinkedIn expert, Wayne Breitbart. He helps companies develop a comprehensive strategy for using LinkedIn to increase sales, raise business awareness, recruit employees, reduce recruit, recruiting fees, and discover new markets for their products and services. So stay tuned Wednesday, July 19th at 11 a.m. Pacific to Eastern. Here's another Smart Moves quote I heard recently. Both optimists and pessimists contribute to our society. The optimist invents the airplane and the pessimist the parachute. To me, this speaks to the value of teamwork and the notion that even those with varying opinions and beliefs can greatly aid a successful effort. So thank you for listening. 
Tune in every week, 11 Pacific, for the Business Edge with Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves executive coach and speaker, helping entrepreneurs and business leaders take their company, firm, or practice to that next level with less stress and more success. In other words, how to take the growing pains out of growth. Remember, there are three kinds of people in this world, those who make it happen, those who let it happen, those who ask, what happened? Which one are you? If you're highly motivated to make it happen, let me make it happen for you. Call me for a free consult or email me, Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Remember, in this coming week, week, innovate, improve, ignite, or die. Make smart moves. Thank you for listening. You've been listening to The Business Edge with Marsha Zeidel. Please join us again next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. And enjoy taking your business to the next level. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.